Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you exclusive interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across the media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thanks for tuning in, and now let's get to talking. So today's guest is a film and television actress who has starred in Prime Video's Crazy for a Change, Spanish-language dramas like La Negociadora and Juego de las Llaves, and today to talk with us about her role in ABC's latest family drama, Promised Land, grab a glass of vino and please welcome Mariel Molino. Mariel, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to see the show. So uh, firstly, congrats to you and everyone involved with the show. Um, it's very nice to see a Latin family at the center of a network show and uh, not involved in the cartel or an other unsavory uh uh, yes. lines of work so it's been really phenomenal to see that um and really impactful for me and for a lot of other people i'm sure oh i'm sure i i, I love that i love that you start off with that it's so true we get to see latinos in a in a position of privilege you know yeah. and by their own merit not because of yeah. drugs <laughs> so um i want to go back in and chat about your auditions i know it's been about a year now since they first announced the pilot and i'm sure the casting process was fast and furious after that so what was that whole process like for you uh, especially Ooh. given things with the pandemic i actually shot the audition in my grandma's house in mexico city which mm -hmm. is so crazy but i was i had already moved to mexico city i had been in california but i kind of like had given up a little bit on hollywood and i was just like I'm just going to go to Mexico city and I'm going to work on some projects over there. Mm -hmm. And then I got this audition and I did it over zoom with a friend. I recorded it through my phone and I thought that character was great. And, but I didn't think I was going to get it. I just thought it was a fun character to do. And then I got it. <laughs> so once you got that call, what was going through your head? What was your reaction? I remember getting the call from my team and me just being like, no, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and they're like, yes, we're sure. I was like, nah, I think you need to be sure, sure. <laughs> I think it's like we protect ourselves so much sometimes of rejection because we're just always getting a no. And mm. this has been my dream to, this is my first project in the US. And so I really couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I, I had this idea that I was just going to probably do Spanish language stuff for the rest of my life. And so even though I love that, and I still want to do that, there is a part of me that is still very ingrained in like this multicultural Mexican American identity. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to portray that because that is who I am, you know, not to sound cheesy, but I didn't think I was going to really get the opportunity to do it. And Carmen was like everything I could have hoped for and more. So, so your character, Carmen, you know, as part of this big family that's built an empire, but I'm sure to a lot of people, um, you know, Latin or not feel seen with your character because being part of a family, it's hard for someone not to be a little like sidelined or feel like they're in the shadow of their older siblings. Um, so how do you think that resonates with people that are watching? You know, I think, and I think this is true for any immigrant story, not just Latinos. I think it's like we are kind of in this time where our parents 
are very hardworking and are very much like put in the work, put in the hours, climb the ladder. Whereas we are starting to realize that there are ways to get your voice out that require maybe less strain, less time, but it's very much like the work smarter, not harder. And I think that's so true of Carmen and like the new generation. And I think that because of this, she is underestimated. You know, people don't take her seriously because she's like, oh, you're just like over there drawing your drawings and you're on social media. When in reality, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't understand. She's going to take over the place. <laughs> so you were saying before, you know, Promised Land is uh, such an, uh, an immigrant focused story. This sort of first generation born American, which is how I relate to it a lot with the siblings, with my parents coming from El Salvador. I'm a first generation American in my family. Oh, awesome. But it's also so relevant to anyone that's pursuing the American dream and how that's changed so much over the years. You know, we used to think of the American dream as like the colonial house, the white picket fence, the two kids and the dog. You know, it's just that's not it anymore. Yeah. For so many people. So what do you want uh, audiences to take away from the series as they're watching? Oh, man, I love this sense of family that the show has mm. whether that means your own family whether that means reaching out to your family whether that means you know creating your own type of family whatever that means for you I love that this show kind of puts family into the forefront and I think that also when it comes to the American dream it's like you just said I hope that it's not just like it doesn't just re resonate with the Latina community because that's not what we set out to do. I think it's about knowing like, what are you willing to do for your dream? What sacrifices are you willing to make? And what does that mean? You know, and, 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 and is it worth it? Yeah. It might not be worth it. Uh, and I think it's about not forgetting where you're from, mm. you know? whether that's good or bad. So I, I think that's a lot, but <laughs> those are like the things that I resonate with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, with the show, with our podcast being called Multicultural TV Talk, we always ask our guests uh, if there was an early memory where they first felt seen or represented in uh in media or in a performance that they saw and i know it's a little different with you because with some of the actors we've we've spoken with before you know rep hispanic representation is all they see because that's everywhere for them so then coming here there's such a shift so what was that right like for you you know sort of um with that sort of duality oh my gosh it's so crazy because yeah i think growing up i I really wanted so badly for my parents to be very American and not have an accent mm. and go to the, like the block parties with the neighbors, you know, and they weren't. <laughs> and I think like, I don't know, for me, it was, it was different because I didn't feel that sense of pride until I actually moved to Mexico mm. and saw that, there was so much to this culture, so much to this to be proud of. But I will say that growing up in San Diego, um, there is so much Latino pride. And I think one of the things that, that I always thought was really cool was my mom has a bakery and she does the pan de muerto. Mm. And I remember like 
everyone was very into Dia de los Muertos. And I thought that that was really cool. And then we started like seeing it in, in like more mainstream culture. And I thought that was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, that's, that's my culture, you know, yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. And this sounds crazy too, but like now that I'm thinking about it, sorry, I'm like having so many things come into my mind, but it's okay. even if it was like a stereotype and maybe not the best example, like Ricky Ricardo, you know, and I mm. love Lucy. That was huge. Yeah. That was really huge for him to be married to a white woman and for them to be like this very quintessential point of our American culture. I think that's huge. Yeah. And still to this day, they're still sort of retelling that story. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely agree. So just uh, quickly before we go, uh, looking back, if you told your 13-year-old self that you had made it this far in your career, do you think they'd believe you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't think that she would have thought it would take this long but I think she would believe me. And if I could say anything to her, it's just that don't let other people's fears become your fears. Mm. Um, and to know that that fire inside of you is not going to go away. So you might as well put more gas to it. <laughs> awesome. Maria, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, it was such a pleasure chatting with you. And again, congrats on the series. Uh, if folks want to give you. you a follow on Instagram, where can they find you? Yes, I'm on Instagram at Mariel Molino, M-O-L-I-N-O. Awesome. And you can all follow us at Media Village Com on Instagram. Head over to MediaVillage.com to see all of our reviews, interviews, podcasts, and more, and catch new episodes of Promised Land Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern on ABC. I'm Juan Ayala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.